Marco, and welcome to Consuming Star Wars. Thanks for taking the time to be interviewed. Thank you for inviting me, Mitch. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, I've been looking forward to having a chat. It's uh, yeah. funny living in the same city, but not... Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so, it's, so, almost, it's almost like talking to somebody on the other side of the world. Yeah. Of... Unfortunately, at the moment, uh, with the lockdowns and COVID and all that, uh, yeah, it is a little bit like uh, uh, living on opposite side of the world but uh yeah but even as far as social media goes it's a it's quite funny how you can spend so much time sort of interacting with people and then you sort of get that realization moment where you're kind of near each other which is quite funny i think <laughs> yeah it, it's always strange when you're you, you know randomly talking to someone uh on you know one of the social media um apps and uh all of a sudden you realize hey, this guy just uh, lives down the road or, or whatever it might be. Like the other day, I don't know who's, who's part, I can't remember whose page I was I was looking at and uh, he posted a picture of a uh, of a cafe, which is literally two minutes from my house. Um, so <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> you must live around my area. So that, that was a, that's a bit surreal sometimes when you see things like that happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very keen to get into the interview because I yeah. think that you're going to have... Uh, a different perspective to some of the other people that I've um, I've interviewed so far, uh, especially when it comes to uh, your earliest memory of Star Wars. But we'll we'll get to that very soon because <laughs> is that first and is, foremost, is that because I'm probably the oldest one you've, you've interviewed so far? Maybe? Well, I, di- I didn't I didn't want to put it there like that. I wanted to say that you have the privilege of being yeah. able to see the original film in 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 the cinema right yeah yeah i did i did and i and and i and and, and i won't preempt any of that i won't preempt any oh i'm so so excited yeah (laughs) let's not talk about that we'll 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 protect we'll we'll make it a surprise when the second question comes around exactly yeah yeah so nobody nobody knows that yet no no nobody nobody listens the first couple of minutes of an interview exactly right yeah 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 yeah. all right cool so most important question up first which star wars creature would you most like to have as a pet now you know what when I when when you did send through the uh, the interview list, mate, and I, and I saw the question, and I thought, oh yeah, this one's going to be a nice easy one, and I have been procrastinating this over. I reckon how long how long ago did you send me the question? About two weeks ago. I've been procrastinating yeah, like and flipping and flopping and changing my mind and all sorts of things. Um, I, I originally thought, you know, oh, maybe you know a clocky and monkey lizard would be you know a fun fun pet to have. Um, but then I quickly realised, no, that they'll be annoying as anything uh, after about five minutes, especially with they'll that They'll keep laugh. eating the eyes out of your droids. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. And then I also felt a bit sorry for it after uh, what, what they did to the poor Kwaki and Monkey Lizards in, uh, in The Mandalorian. And, uh, so heartbreaking. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so so quickly changed my mind from that. But, um, you know, uh, the one creature that I did land on that I've, always had a bit of a fascination with and, and, and just thought was, you know, uh, a great creature. And, and, you know, I pretty much fell in love with it as soon as I saw it on, on the big screen um, was the Tauntaun. Um, I, I just love the look of it. Um, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big dinosaur fan, you know, being a big mm-hmm. nerd boy and uh, um, just the look of it, the way it moved, the way it was portrayed on screen. Um, I wouldn't want to live on Hoth to have one, so hopefully we can uh, we can import. Well, I, I, I was going to say Australia may not be the best country to ha- have a tauntaun. Yeah, well, I'm thinking you know um, we can have polar bears and what have you in zoos around the world, so maybe we can have a tauntaun in in in, uh, in Australia. 
Um, Maybe just get a big industrial kind of butcher's freezer that yeah. you can <laughs> well, sort of sleep in at night time. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, yeah, so that's the, that's the creature I've landed on. It, it can, you know, um, I like the look of it. It can carry your places. It can probably carry things for you if you need to. Um, Very true. Um, you know, you can go out and check the markers. Um, so you can do all those, yeah. all, all those sorts of things uh with, with, with the time frame. So that, that's what I've landed on. And, um, yeah, just really always like the, the, the look of it. Um, it's got a real Tyrannosaurus-type feel, but, you know, different enough to be... Um, a friendly Tyrannosaurus. Correct. Correct, yeah, yeah. And set in the Star Wars, uni- Star Wars universe as well. So what more could you ask for? A, a, t- a t- T-Rex in the, in the uh, Star Wars universe. <clears throat> now, uh, this is probably my most exciting question to ask. Is is what's your earliest Star Wars memory? All right. So <clears throat> now, as we've uh, already touched on, um, I was lucky enough to see Star Wars as it was known then. Uh, there was no A New Hope back in 1978. Um, uh, it was just known as, as a little movie called Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm getting a little bit choked up about this, actually, thinking about it. Um, now, uh, but, uh, my sister and I, there's a, there's a little bit of a, a, an age difference. Um, so there's eight years difference between her and I. So um, um, I was only uh, seven years old when Star Wars first came out and she was uh, 15. Um, and she actually took me um, to the cinemas in the city. Um, so uh, back in those days, uh, you know, you could only go to the movies uh, in, in, in Melbourne City. Um, um, you know, there was only probably two or three cinemas, really. Um, and she took me. Now, um, the reason why it really sticks in my mind is because the first time we went, um, it was sold out. Um, and, I, and I was, like, devastated. It was like, you know, bloody hell. You know, we're not, we're not going to see this movie. I'm never going to see this movie. Um, but uh, she, she took me the next weekend, um, and, and we got in that weekend. And I just remember just sitting there like gobsmacked for two hours. Um, and I remember coming home um, after watching that movie. And um, I look at my childhood in, in two very different um, uh, uh, time periods. So there's the before Star Wars, where really all I used to do was play with um, like your little uh, matchbox cars and your Hot Wheels cars and like cowboys and Indians and, and what have you um, to, to my post-Star Wars where all of that was, was out the window and everything was about um, space and, and lasers and, and, and spaceships and, and all of that sort of stuff. It, it just, for me, it was like, uh, and really for, you know, um, the movie industry, it was like a, 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 a change, a, a total change of, 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 um, uh, uh, what, what am I trying to say here? It, it was like um, going possibility. From, yeah, it was like going from and, and I've already said it. It's, it's going, going from cowboys and Indians to all of a sudden now I can go in, into space and, and do things. In space. It's uh, it, it was uh, yeah, it was just like a total change for me and, and probably um, really changed the way that I um, uh, my childhood would have gone. I, I don't know what I w- would have been like as a child if I didn't go see these movies or um, or what have you. So, um, yeah, so that, that's my earliest memory. It was It was, you know, um, my sister taking me into the city, um, which was about an hour away from, from where we lived um, back then. Um, 
maybe not that much, but uh, let's say four or five minutes to an hour. Um, well, to a child, it always it always yeah, feels like yeah, uh, yeah. a lot oh, longer yeah. than it is. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, just that totally changing my perspective of, of life and, and what I what I like and what I enjoyed um, doing. Um, and it's been now a forty plus year um, obsession. I'm curious about uh, the sorts of cinema that you had seen prior to that and because um, you, you sort of spoke a little bit there about uh, Cowboys and Indians and yeah. uh, Matchbox Cars and yeah. and the fact that seeing Star Wars showed you this world of science fiction. Um, so had you seen much science fiction before that or not really? Not really. I think the uh, extent of my sci-fi experience uh, prior to that would have been uh, Star Trek. Um, I don't remember ever seeing 2001 uh, Space Odyssey, I, I, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. I think it would have, at that age, it would have just gone way over my head. I still don't understand the, the last 20 minutes of that movie, to be totally honest. Um, That's understandable. Um, so, yeah, not Star Trek would have been the, the extent of my um, exposure to that. It was like my dad um, was big into, into Westerns and... and um, the old uh, Laurel and Hardy comedies and, and those sorts of things. So that's that's what I used to um, watch a lot of as, as a kid. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of like once once I went and saw that, it, it was like, oh my god, what have I been doing for the last seven years of my life? <laughs> Just <laughs> wasted, imagine. wasted. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, like I said, it was a total change. I feel like there's a there's a real bizarre thing these days with um, the fact that uh, I feel like we expect so much from cinema now as far as visual uh, effects goes and, and special effects goes and the f and a lot of that stems from Star Wars and the, the the gigantic leaps that it took and it's funny how these days. I, I, I know that, you know, if I've gone to see, say, Justice League or whatever, and I look at all the special effects and stuff, I go, ah, oh, it just looks rubbish. It mm. just looks so over the top and it's so 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 bad. But at the same time, it's it's so incredible that it exists. And um, it's strange to think that we, we have this expectation that things are going to look a certain way because in a way, I know, for me, it's kind of got to live up to the original Star Wars in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, George Lucas, uh, we need to thank George Lucas for so much. He was such a visionary, and, and I'm sure a lot of um, the people that you've interviewed have already um, said this, that, um, you know, he, he just just leaps and bounds. And look, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not a... I wasn't a huge, massive fan of the green screen stuff. I, I don't think the um, the, the uh, prequel trilogies have aged well um, in comparison to the original trilogy. Now, I'm not dissing those movies. I'm not saying that I don't like those movies. I'm just saying they haven't aged as well, um, in my opinion. Um, uh, we compare the, the, you know, the sequel trilogies and um, what they've done in the Mandalorian. And, and I don't know if people out there have watched the making of the Mandalorian um, series. Um, it's incredible. Isn't oh, it? Just mind blowing the, um, uh, what they've, what they've created there. And, and, you know, it's all off stuff that, that George Lucas had come up with that. Unfortunately he didn't have at the time the technology to, 
to to um, go ahead with, which now they do. So, you know, George Lucas was a visionary. So yeah, he did. He used um, a lot of green screen for the prequel trilogy, but he could see in the future. And I'm sure if he had that technology that was available um, now with the Mandalorian back um, when he was doing the prequels, he'd probably be using that and, and would have a, 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 a yeah, it 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 would be a, a much better looking movie or movies than than what they are. But um, yeah, it, it's just like yeah, it, it, he he changed everything. He 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 changed everything. And <clears throat> once again, in my opinion, um, and, and you know, I, I don't want to say unfortunately because I'm sure there will be a, a another um, uh, leap forward in technology or whatever it might be that that might take things forward, but. Um, I, I don't think that uh, uh, we'll experience um, a change like that in, in movies um, ever again. And, and kids these days don't understand what he did back in 1977. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And um, it's it's funny because obviously I, th- I feel like technology is like slowly developing now. Like it, it just is constantly changing and, and constantly getting sort of better. But the, the leap that George Lucas took was just... Yeah. Uh, you know, it was like it was like launching things twenty years ahead of what it what it was going to if it had had it just progressed at its normal sort of sort of pace. And and I agree that I don't feel like I, I think that you know people say that three D is is the the next yeah. thing for a while. And that I mean, but that that was sort of happening over increments of every ten years. They were trying to get three D to be a big thing. And and now look, that I mean. There's, there's, I don't, I, don't, I can't think of anywhere that does 3D cinemas anymore. No, no. Uh, 3D movies. Um, yeah, look, but yeah, I, c- I certainly think the volumes are pretty, pretty significant uh, jump. Uh, but uh, at the same time, it's, it's like just one little step, tiny little step above green screen in a way yeah. as well. Yeah, it's very interesting, and um, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how uh, it goes with. Thor Love and Thunder um, because that's obviously taking something it worked really nicely for for TV because TV normally can't have a big budget like that and there has to be a lot of planning to make sure that you're shooting things in in a quick way Mm. it'll be interesting to see because generally films get filmed over such a bigger period of time It'll be interesting to see if it makes filmmaking more concise, more precise, or whether they, it allows them to play around with things a lot more. Um, I'm really interested to see how that goes because, um, yeah, it's just very intriguing. Yeah, 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 and and yeah, like like we've been saying, you know, it, it, it'll just be interesting to see how it all progresses and um, you know what the future holds for movies and and especially special effects laden movies. Um, because uh, I'm very glad it was a Star Wars TV show that did it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ab- another. absolutely. Seems very fitting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and, and yeah, and, and as you said, it, it would have to have been a company that had a lot of money and and a, and a company that was willing to spend a lot of money, and you know, um, Disney was uh, is the only real big uh, company at the moment that I think can do that because uh, you know all the other movie companies seem to be struggling. Um, um, for money and, and what have you, and um, yeah, so you know, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, and yeah, what what is the next innovation? 
Um, I'm sure 3, 3D will come back. It seems to come back uh, every, like you say, 10 years or so. Um, you know, 3D goes back to the 60s. Um, um, I'm not that old. Uh, I just remember see, seeing old advertise, ad, ad, adverts for um, the Blob 3D. So, um, um, uh, yeah, you know, it seems to make a, a comeback every now and again. Um, and who knows, maybe if uh, James Cameron ever gets off his uh, button and does the uh, next Avatar movies, he uh, will see 3D come back uh, again. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, but I'm not, you know, I'm not too fussed about that. Um, at the end of the day, uh, and, I, and I think this has been proved a lot with um, with a lot of the, um, once again, I'm not dissing the Star Wars movies or anything, not Star Wars, or, or um, the, uh, the DC movies. Um, I think we've seen that, um, you know, without a good storyline, um, um, these characters that we, we love, um, such as uh, the Justice League and the Batman movies and, and the Man of Steel movies of recent times, you know, just haven't quite hit the mark because the stories haven't been haven't been strong. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, as, as much as we can have leaps and bounds for uh, for um, uh, technology and special effects, it's you know, if the story's not there, it's just gonna, it's, you know, it's gonna be a, a pig with the bow uh, around its neck. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that set the original uh, Star Wars apart from from the rest. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. So, what's your go-to Star Wars era? Uh, well, it's got to be the original trilogy. Uh, I thought it might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, just that whole storyline, and um, you know, um, it's got the greatest movie in there of, of all time. Um, which is for me is the original Star Wars, not Empire Strikes Back. Um, so I'm I'm probably a, a little bit different to the majority of people there. Um, for me, it's always been Star Wars. It's just um, it's just yeah, I, it, it's my go-to movie. If I have to watch a Star Wars movie, I will actually pick the original over Empire. Um, <clears throat> Empire's a very close second, but it will always be Star Wars. But uh, yeah, the, the original trilogy for me, it's it's where it all started. It's it changed um, me as a as a person, got me into science fiction, got me into into everything that I'm into now, basically. So um, yeah, always the original trilogy for me. And who's your favourite Star Wars character? Um, so it, it's Luke Skywalker. Um, I love Luke's journey, um, but I, I, once again, I had to think about this over the last couple of weeks, um, and uh, I want to give a big shout out to uh, JJ um, for creating Ray. Um, I think Ray is is an amazing character, and um, I I love her journey, and I think the reason why I loved her journey so much is because it parallels Luke's journey um, through. Uh, Star Wars, uh, through the original trilogy, sorry. Um, so, you know, a simple farm boy um, goes on to become um, this Jedi Knight who basically, um, you know, saves the, the galaxy, which, um, you know, Ray, simple scavenger, find out, finds out that she's got, uh, she's a Jedi um, and goes on to, to save uh, the galaxy. So, um, I've, I've really loved the... Um, um, Luke's story and Ray's story. Um, so, you know, it, it's always Luke Skywalker. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, um, just with, uh, I, I, yeah, just Ray really, it really impressed me. 
um, what they did with her. I, I wish things had a, you know, things sort of for me got a little bit derailed with Ray in in the middle um, middle chapter um, or episode with with the Last Jedi. Um, <clears throat> um, I, I think if um, if JJ had have carried through and done all three movies, um, I think it would have been a much better. Um, story arc for her um i think that you know uh, the thing that lets ray's story down a little bit is that it it, it, it sort of nothing happened in in the middle movie for her um you know we really left with with who is this person um okay she's got jedi powers but she's you know she's she's a nobody and it wasn't until the third movie and, and it seemed really rushed that we find out sorry if no one's seen this and it's a spoiler that she's a palpatine and uh um, and and you know um, um, that she has the potential to become um, the next emperor. So you know it's uh, it just felt a bit rushed towards the end. But I, I love her story arc. I love her character. I love the way Daisy Ridley portrayed her. Um, you know it, 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 I think Daisy just did it with a lot of heart and um, a lot of um, she put a, I don't know if she put a lot of herself in. I don't know Daisy Ridley Ridley personally, but um, I, I you know I, I felt that she she just put a, a a lot of herself into that into that role it was uh it was a really it was a fantastic role but but luke skywalker obviously the the original farm boy turned jedi turned hero um for me will always be um be the character um you know my favorite scene in the original star wars is you know last few minutes luke turns off his uh his targeting computer and uses the force to to um to target the uh the exhaust shaft and destroys the Death Star. That that you know that scene, um, that whole scene just always sends a, a bit of goosebumps down the uh, the old um, arms. And um, you know, um, seeing him at the start of Return of the Jedi, um, he's built his lightsaber and um, basically kicking ass as a Jedi was you know just just awesome, just awesome. As a as a kid, it was just like amazing. Um, how, how do you consume Star Wars? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you, you have you have an incredibly impressive collection of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, books, comic books, reference books, TV shows, movies, magazines. Um, any way I can get it, I'll, I'll take it. Um, you know, it's you know, it, 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 and, and I've been collecting for forty years plus. Um, however, however many years Star Wars have been around now, um, <clears throat> you know I've got the whole of the uh, original Marvel comic book run now. Um, I did it back in the day. Um, I only recently finished uh, getting all of those. Um, like the the single issues, or yeah, the single issues. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, issue one was always a bit elusive, uh, mainly because of price. But um, a couple of years ago, yeah, a couple of years ago, I found it for a half decent price. Still very expensive, and still can't believe I spent that much on a comic book. But um, well, well, let's, yeah, move, moving forward. Moving yeah, forward. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I've got, I, you know, I've got that collection now, so really happy about that. I was so wrapped when when I finished that um, collection. But you know, I've got all of that run. I've got the all of the Dark Horses run. I've now got all of the uh, the Marvel run, uh, the new Marvel run. Um, I've got all the novels. <clears throat> Um, apart from maybe some of the uh, the younger kiddie uh, ones, um, um, I've got 
countless, countless reference books and magazines. Um, and I've, like I said, I've, I've watched all the TV shows, you know, um, the Clone Wars micro series, the Ewok series back in the day, the droid series, the uh, Rebels, uh, Mandalorian. Mate, I, the only thing I don't have, which, you know, I wish someone would um, convert it to, to either DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, is the holiday special. I know it's horrible and everyone and everyone um, um, bags on it, but I, I would just love to have that as, as a bit of a completist. Um, the collect, yeah, yeah, the collection's not complete. Unless. Yeah, yeah, just just to have that would be um, would be awesome, but um, I don't think uh, Uncle George will ever allow that to see the light of day somehow. <clears throat> I, I dare say Disney won't even... Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. So it, it, it unfortunately only lives on, on YouTube, I think. Um, but I'd love to have a, a version of that um, in the collection at some stage. What's your favourite Star Wars prop that's used sort of in the films? Um, it's got to be the lightsaber. Um, Any in particular? Uh, Luke's from Jedi is always my favourite. Um, and, you know, um, it's... It, you know, it, 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 and the reason for that is, 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 you know, it was the first time that we, we'd seen a different coloured lightsaber. Um, he built it himself, um, and you know, just the way that George, uh, George Lucas, Richard Marquand, um, hopefully I spoke, I said his name right there. Um, <clears throat> the way they introduced Luke's uh, new uh, lightsaber, you know, um, he's about to get pushed off into the into the. Uh, into the Sarlacc and, uh, um, you know, Archie just trundles, trundles along and you see it pop out of his head and, and then he ejects it and Luke jumps up and lights the blade and you see his bright green blade. Um, you know, it was just amazing Did stuff. you expect Luke to, because uh, obviously at the end of Empire, him having not, having lost the lightsaber, did you have an expectation that he, he would gain another? in between that time uh what was the did the promotional material for return of the jedi have luke's lightsaber in it yeah so the promotional material uh strangely enough uh, especially the stuff in australia um actually had a blue lightsaber so there's, there's a promotional poster um and, and also the, the the novelization um of jedi um had had just luke holding uh, and all it is is Luke's hand with, with the lightsaber um, holding, and, and it was the blue blade. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <clears throat> so I went, I always thought going into that movie that he would either have just um, built a new blue lightsaber or he went and, and um, uh, just got his, uh, his old lightsaber back somehow. I don't know how he would have done that, but uh, yeah. Um, so it was always, so, you know, to see it, you know, a new lightsaber and a green one was like, oh man, this is so awesome. You've got a green lightsaber. And, you know, um, I've recently, um, uh, not recently, last, about this time last year actually, um, <clears throat> was fortunate enough to, to go to Galaxy's Edge and I built my own lightsaber. And of course, the color I picked was, was a green one. So, um, yeah, it's always, it's, it's favorite prop would be Luke's lightsaber and, um, um, hopefully one day I'll, I'll get a, a, a replica um, of that lightsaber um, yeah. in the collection. 
I've only got a... Yeah, I think they, they released one a couple of years ago, the Force Effects one. Yeah. And but I, um, think... I didn't love it because it didn't have a detachable blade, which yeah. for me was a big sort of display thing. I didn't really want the massive blade and I wasn't going to switch it on too much because I didn't want the batteries to mess up the insides. But yeah, um, so I, I sold that one. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I, I Yeah, I'm really just looking for the hilt for this. I just want this for something to to have uh, as a display item. I don't necessarily need the blade. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to have that in, in the collection at some stage. And yeah, I'll, I'll probably one day grab something like that. Um, cool. Which creature would you not want to run into on a backward planet? Oh, um, <clears throat> look, there's there's a number of creatures that you wouldn't want to run into. Um, Gamorian guards aren't my favourite creatures. Um, I remember uh, as a as a as a kid, you know, um, not being really. Uh, I don't know if I was scared because I was a little bit older by that stage. I would have probably been 11, 12 years old when I went to saw um, Jedi. Um, but I, I just remember they kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't would want to go and, and bump into a Gamorian guard at any. At any stage, uh, even in a well. I feel like if I saw one, I just want to run up and give it a big hug. Oh no, thank you, no, thank you, <laughs> no, thank you. What if they? Is that, is that, is that where they would get Star Wars bacon from the Gamorrean Guard? Or uh, anyway, I'm. Well, I, I'm, I'm would, I, would, I would hope not. <laughs> but, um... Bit bit off topic there. Um, so yeah, I, I, Gamorrean Guard would be one of the creatures, but then that that's a bit of a sentient creature. I I I think. Um, the other creature that I probably wouldn't be too um, keen to, to run into is um, oh god, what's that? Uh, uh, in the in the battle arena on Genosis, um, that praying mantis creature. Um, the accolade. Accolade, thank you. Um, went a mental blank there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, wouldn't want to run that into into any of those at any time. They they seem a bit aggressive and uh, not too easy to kill either. Um, yeah, uh, everyone had quite a, yeah. quite a struggle with that one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well, let's avoid those uh, dark alleys and um, we'll just stick to, stick to the well lit streets of Coruscant, I think. <laughs> yes, no no chance of danger in a well lit street on Coruscant. No, no, no. I won't be won't be venturing down to level thirteen thirteen anytime soon. No, no. <clears throat> Whose ship would you like to win in a game of Sabacc? Oh, look, this, this one was a tough, tough one too. Um, I, I narrowed it down to three. Sorry, sorry, Mitch, I, I, I couldn't think of any uh, any one that I really wanted to. Um, first one, uh, obviously, the Falcon. Um, you know, fastest hunk of junk in the, in the galaxy and um, I just love the look of that ship. It's just, uh, I think it's an... It's, just an amazing um, looking vehicle. Um, second, X-Wing. <clears throat> just love the X-Wing, um, especially the original um, Red 5, Luke's uh, original X-Wing. Um, just fantastic. I love the, the split wings and um, that you have your little astro mech in, in, in the back of you helping you out and um, fixing, fixing things as, as they break down. Um, <clears throat> But the third one that I selected was uh, actually the Ghost from Rebels. Uh, yeah, I really love the look of it. Um, I, I, yeah, just really, you know, once again, it probably um, looks a little bit like the Falcon and, and has um, 
um, falconesque type um, attributes, but yeah, just really loved the look of it, and um, um, yeah, just a nice looking ship, and, and I'd like to you know go for a ride with uh, with Hera and the gang at some stage, um, and you know. Um, I love that you know JJ you know gave it a little nod in uh, in Rise of Skywalker when 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 the fleet um, attacks the uh, the final order fleet so yeah it was uh, it, it's a good little ship I, I like that one so that would be my three choices uh, if if I if I had uh, if I had to pick uh, one it, and to put everything on um, probably the Falcon would be the one that I absolutely go for but uh, yeah just love those three ships so. The Falcon, the X-Wing, and, and the Ghost. Uh, <clears throat> another tough one. Um, I'd love to have, uh, obviously, R2-D2. Um, just a heroic little droid um, who can pretty much do anything and everything. Um, but if I can just uh, allude to, to the uh, Legends books for, for a minute, um, I also love, yeah, yeah, I also love the, um, the uh, YVH-1 droids. So uh, they're the Yuzan, oh, sorry, once again, I might be saying this totally wrong. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the Yuzan Vung uh, Hunter droids. Um, that Lando created um, to help the Jedi fight the Yuzan Vung. Um, I thought they were just like a, an amazing kick-ass droid, and I'd love to have one of those droids as a, as a, as a bit of a bodyguard. Um, if I had one of those, mate, I, I'd definitely be uh, be heading down um, dark alleys, <laughs> no problem, because <laughs> um, they were just like, um, yeah, there was really, really cool little addition to that storyline. Um, really, really like that. But uh, yeah, R2-D2 can't go past the uh, bravest droids in the galaxy. And he keeps all the secrets too. <clears throat> he does. He does. He is a vault. Yeah, mate. Big vault. Big vault. What's your dream holiday location in the Star Wars universe? Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, probably wouldn't want to head down to Hoth anytime soon. A little bit too cold. Mustafar's a bit too hot. Um, I would, I would, yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, I've I've gone for Scarif, even though um, Tarkin's taken a, a, a super laser to it now. Um, uh, I love uh, the beach. I love tropical. Um, so, uh, Beachy type scenes, and uh, yeah, I, I, I thought um, that was just a, a beautiful looking planet, and uh, yeah, wouldn't mind uh, heading down to Scarif and uh, uh, having a bit of a sunbake uh, along one of those lovely looking beach lines there. Um, so yeah, Scarif is uh, is my would be my holiday destination. Um, it was kind of one of the first places. I, I don't know the the. I feel like it, it, it was a very unique battle, that one, because as, as nice as Naboo looked and, and there was a battle on Naboo, I feel like, yeah, I, I think that, that Scarif was probably one of the most beautiful and isolated places for a battle, perhaps. Yeah, it, it, was, it was kind of different as well, because um, the reason why I... I and, and that battle scene is is just amazing um, uh, in, in that movie. 
Um, <clears throat> I think it was just the, the different location, like on the beach. I know we had water uh, in the um, uh, in Revenge of the Sith when we went to uh, uh, Kashyyyk. Um, uh, but we, I, I, I don't think it was explored enough. And, and I think this movie, I mean, seeing the, the walkers um, uh, and, and in that scene and just, you know, when you, when, when you see that scene with, um, with Chirut and, and Maze and, and, you know, Chirut saying, we've got to get out of here. Um, and you just see this, this massive walker, um, you know, hanging over them. It, it, it's just a really, really amazing scene um, because you, you don't really, you've never, I, I, you know, even in Empire, you don't see it in that perspective. Um, so to see it in that perspective, you see this massive lumbering uh, walker um, coming towards these guys um, it, it was just amazing. But uh, yeah, just the, the tropical look of it, look at it like, you know, the other planets that we've sort of gone to in the Star Wars universe, it's like dry, arid, desert type planets or lush forest type planets. So to have sort of like this, uh, this beachy paradise type planet was, uh, was really interesting and a really good take and, and why wouldn't you have all your imperial secrets on a, uh, on a on a lovely planet like that i mean keeping secrets requires a lot of relaxation afterwards it, so exactly presumably right. they set up some nice little huts and some deck chairs and yeah absolutely the officers can chill out there after they've hidden the secrets a absolutely absolutely and probably why they didn't realize they were under attack until uh Krennic had to have a go at them and say you know we're going to do something here um so yeah it's um yeah why not if you've got to pick somewhere see now that that in my head i i i wish that we had a cut to a shot of a couple of stormtroopers chilling out <laughs> on the beach and having to throw their drinks down and prop their helmets on and run to try and <laughs> to, to destroy the rebels yeah 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 oh look it it, it, it would have been hilarious it would have been so funny um but I think the, the true diehard fans would have uh, been up in arms over that somehow. But uh, it, oh, it, I, I, I would have too. It, it would have <laughs> maybe in a robot chicken or something. Yeah, yeah, it would have been hilarious. It would have been so funny if that had have happened. Um, but look, you know, you know, Star Wars it does have its humour. You know, even in that movie where they're talking about the uh, retiring of the uh, XP thirty eight or whatever they were talking about. Um, don't quote me on that. I probably said that totally wrong. Um, <clears throat> So, you know, it, it sort of brings a bit of humanity to the stormtroopers. They, they're just like normal people talk about normal stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, it was just a, just a very, really, it, it was a really good scene. Um, uh, you know, the way Garth, Garth uh, Edwards uh, did, that, that, did that part of it, I was really impressed with. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Who's your favourite Star Wars antagonist? Oh, look, just because he played such a long game, um, Palpatine would be... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many years? We're probably talking about a 50-plus year um, game that he played um, through through the course of the, uh, the, the nine episodes. Because um, <clears throat> you've got to think he was probably building up towards this prior to The Phantom Menace, obviously. He's... Uh, He's become a Sith and he's trained up an apprentice. So we're probably talking about maybe another 20 years before that. So, um, yeah, just love the long game that Palpatine played um, um, throughout the uh, throughout the nine episodes. Um, but, um, you know, if, if, if I look at, um, at once again, the, the, the Legend universe, um, 
Grandad Admiral Thorn would be my second choice. Um, if you were to say to me, you know, who who would be someone other than um, <clears throat> someone from the movies, uh, it, it would be uh, Grand Admiral Thorn. But um, Legends canon. Not that I'm. I don't like the the um, um, the new Thrawn. Uh, I, th I think it's, it's uh, he's he's an interesting character. He's he's different. I think there is a a subtle difference between. Yeah the two yeah i i agree they they um <clears throat> the new the new thorn seems to to be more analytical looking at um the artwork of species of different species to work out what their tactics are um and then developing a a, a counter against those tactics where in in the um in, in the legends universe he just seems to to be a master tactician and, and just knows um tactics and, and what to do in any given situation without having to to study art and and, and what have you so you know um you know and, and i feel like i i think i i listened to the uh heir to the empire trilogy again and i think there was a scene where he was analyzing artwork or talking about the culture of the species that he was up against oh, really? memory yeah. or maybe i'm conf confusing that with um ascendancy yeah, mm. not sure. Um, because I, I have, I've, I've recently reread um, Alliances and Treason, uh, and and in that, in those two books, he does study um the art um of the main uh, bad guys, if you like. I forget. I'm probably going to butcher the name. I think they're called the Grisks. Um, <clears throat> uh, he, he studies their art a lot to to work out um their tactics and, and what and why they're doing things but um um you could be right mate it, it's, it's been it has been probably a good um five ten years since i've read the air trilogy um so yeah that it, it, it could have been in that but uh i just felt in those books he was he was a much more masterful technician technician and you know he he really took it up to like in the unfortunately because we've now seen him on tv and uh he goes up against um, the rebels. He, he, to me, he sometimes seems a, a little bit not inept, but like that. You know, he, he can't kill these heroes. They've got to continue on, and they seem to be able to get away a little bit too easily. While in the books, he seems to really take it up to to like Luke, Leia, and Han, and you know, um, they really. Well, certainly in the books, by yeah. the end, you're given this impression that the Empire would have won, that, that mm. the remnant Empire that he was commanding would have won if it hadn't been for uh, Ruch yeah. getting annoyed at him and yeah. stabbing him in the back. Yeah, that, or, you know. that's right. That's right. Exactly right. He, you know, if it, if it hadn't been for for the, for the uh, Ruch and, and the Nogri, he he uh, he'd still, you know, he would have still been alive, I guess. Um, um, because he's the one who took him out in the end. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, I, I just feel as though in, in the legends canon, he's just, a, you know, an amazing antagonist. Um, so yeah, just, just a fantastic character. I think, uh, it's, uh, Timothy Zane just created a, a marvelous character there. And, uh, I haven't read Ascendancy yet. I've got it on my TBR, um, pile. Um, so hoping to get to that soon and, and have a read of uh, of uh, Thorn's early days. Yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I've uh, I've really enjoyed the Zahn's books for for canon. I think that having 
Thrawn as a central character is is quite different to how he p- was portrayed in the EU and it it sort of calls for these little changes i, I feel like um the thrawn in the in canon is a bit more understanding and is looking for um a peaceful solution if there is one mm. or or trying to find different strategies before resorting to what he's very good at and blasting everyone where um whereas i think he was a bit more ruthless and cold in the uh the eu which made him quite terrifying yeah yeah i i totally agree with that i 100 percent agree he, he in 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 the canon uh in the current canon he he is looking for a peaceful um solution before um a, a, attacking um <clears throat> whereas uh yeah in, in the legend he was like we we've got to get the empire back to to where it was um, before these upstart rebels took over. And who would you choose as your Jedi master? Ah, that's uh, that's a really interesting question as well. Um, look, I I I've selected. I could have selected a, a whole heap of different characters, um, but I, I I would go with Obi Wan. Um, obviously, having trained the chosen one. Um, went a little bit. Um, Did, didn't work out. Or yeah, it didn't quite work out at the end. Um, um, but by that stage, I would say that he was no longer um, Anakin's uh, um, master. He was. Uh, he was. They were both Jedi Knights at, at that stage. Oh well, he was actually Jedi Master um, at that stage, and uh, Anakin was a, was a Jedi Knight. Um, but yeah, he he, tra- he trained the chosen one um obviously he trained luke for a very short period of time but um obviously in that short period of time he was uh able to, to teach him enough to um to to get luke to trust him and to to um, um you know help him to to destroy the uh the original death star um and then he he, he you know he continued to be a, a guiding um force for luke um throughout his journey in uh, Empire and Jedi as well. Um, and beyond. And, and beyond, yeah. yeah but, especially in the EU. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I thought how, how awesome would it be to, to have uh, Mace Windu as your master, um, training you to be a Jedi. Um, I think that would be a very unique experience. I know, <laughs> I know that in the EU he had an apprentice... But I don't think we've had anything so far in canon that implies that he has had an apprentice. No, no, no I, which I think is very interesting. I almost because uh, even even looking at um, Master and Apprentice and Dooku Jedi Lost, this idea that maybe not all Jedi will take on an apprentice because I certainly got the impression that Dooku was perhaps a bit reluctant to take on an apprentice, and Qui Gon certainly felt the same. Mm, yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. It, it, it seems as though. Uh, well, it says that Depa Bilaba is um, was was an apprentice to Mace Windu. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's canon. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. I, I feel like it might appear in like one of the visual dictionaries or something or other, maybe. Yeah, I, I know that. It's certainly not been directly mentioned in a book or a film or anything. Yeah, I know in the Legends universe, he did um, in one of the. Uh, what was that book called? Then 
Shut up point. Um, I think he had an oh, yeah. in, in that. Um, oh, okay. From well, that would that would that would make Mace Windu Kanan's grandfather master as well. Yeah, something like that. Like <clears throat> tier above or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it'd be be awesome to have um, yeah Mace Windu as a uh, as a uh, as a Jedi master um, teaching you the ways of the Force. Um, he he'd have an interesting take on on the Force, I think. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I think you 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 you'd have your butt handed to you an awful lot longer than most of the Padawans in <coughs> lightsaber dueling, though. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I yeah, you wouldn't want to see. Um, you wouldn't want to. Yeah, oh, yeah. He'd hand you your butt all the time. I was going to say you'd have to do a lot of training to. Uh, to uh, get to his level, but uh, I, I think, far more than any other. I think he'd, he'd kick your butt anyway, apart from all the training that you do. That makes me think that uh, I mean I, w- I would love to see more uh, pre a Phantom Menace about certain Jedi, and um, I certainly listening to Dooku Jedi Lost, which is one of my favorite Star Wars stories. There was a there was a part of me every now and then that I was just like, yeah, but where's Mace Windu? Yeah, but where's Mace Windu? Oh. Um, yeah, when did he become part of the council? There's no mention of him whatsoever. There's all these other, oh, understandably, there's all these other Jedi on the council. The only one that's really there is is Yoda and um, and um, Master Sunube, who uh, was in a couple of episodes of the Clone Wars as well. Yeah, but um, there's certainly that little transition period between Dooku Jedi Lost and a Phantom Menace that I think is an interesting era and it would be fun to sort of see some some stories from there if we if we ever get them yeah yeah and i'd love to see more stories um in in yeah in in that period um and you know for me uh i'd i'd you know i'd still love to see more stories of um luke after jedi and and oh yeah for sure um but yeah i i agree i i think that uh Disney has such a. Do you think that Disney's waiting for something, or or they've got something planned that well, we just haven't quite? Do, my my theory is that maybe because they're doing the comic books about Luke, Leia, and Han, that perhaps once this post Empire pre Return of the Jedi era ends in the Marvel comics, that we might we might get a Marvel comic that tells us what happened to them after Return of the Jedi. But maybe. at the same time, I think novels would be more interesting, but also. The, there's this struggle with the the amount that they've kind of set up from the sequels is that not much sort of happened in that period of time, so maybe they don't get up to much. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I, I yeah. Look, I, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, obviously they've got the High Republic stuff coming out um, early next year, um, which touches on obviously uh, it was many years ago. I think it's a thousand years now. Quite I think it's two two hundred years before. Two hundred years. Um, oh yeah, of course. Two hundred years before a Phantom Menace. Yeah, because Yoda's in it. For Indeed. Years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I I think they might be concentrating on that at the moment uh, from a from a book perspective. Um, so whether they you know just got everything um, concentrated towards that, um, and after after they've they've done that run of high republic stories they'll then move into into another time period um itself but then you know if before the the blow up 
of the fandom over their sequel trilogy. Um, you know, Disney had a pretty clear plan uh, over 20 years of what they were going to actually do with the saga. Um, so it was, it was supposed to be like um, so many uh, other trilogies. So I, I think um, what I read in the early days, um, you know, when Disney first took over and um, they were about to re release the, the Force Awakens, was that like there was another two or three trilogies planned, not not based on um, on the Skywalker family or the Skywalker saga in any way. It was uh, you know these are all standalone trilogies. Um, they had TV shows planned, um, which obviously now they're coming to, and obviously all the the, the solo uh, the solo stories, the standalone stories, um, or movies as well. Um, they had a whole. Heap. We do need more solo stories, though. We, we absolutely we do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, Solo is one of my favourite movies. I, I, oh, me too. I, I don't. I love it. Understand the um, the negativity towards that movie. So I, do, I, do, I feel like the the. I, I'm really, I'm personally really hoping for a lot more standalone stories. Whether that be things like um, the Mandalorian, which I is largely a standalone story, as well as the standalone films. Personally, I think that the expectation that dawns on a trilogy and how hard it is to wrap up a story that you've been telling for several years to complete satisfaction, uh, especially for an audience. Uh, I think that that was such a huge and crazy and da uh, sort of impossible task when it came to the sequel trilogy um, that, you know, as much as I love a lot of it, that there, there's certainly elements to it that I went, oh, it could have been planned out a little bit more mm. or it, it, it sh maybe could have gone this way or could have gone mm. that way. But, it, but I know that that comes from this expectation and, and the buildup of what I expect to happen as opposed to what I'm given and because it's different, I'm annoyed and uh, which I think is sort of a part of the negative fandom mm. that has been spawned from mm. the sequel trilogies, which uh, I don't love, but it, it certainly exists. And I think that my, my attitude's always been uh, accept, don't expect yeah. because expectation just leads to disappointment. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um, and, and, and I totally agree with everything you said there and, and i think the other thing is is that it's, it's really hard nowadays to to hold um a person's attention for for three movies that could be created over a, a five six seven year period um unless you're a you know you're, you're a fan and you absolutely love it like uh, you and i do um kids nowadays um Sorry, kids, if you're listening to this. Kids nowadays, their, 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 their attention span is like the here and now. So if you were going to do a trilogy, you would have to do it like the Back to the Future. You would just have to do all those movies, uh, create them all at once and release them very close to each other to, to, to keep the, uh, the attention of the target audience at that time um, focused because you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. Um, now, look, I, I, I could be wrong in that. That's just just my opinion um, I, do, I do i do look at marvel exactly and, that, and that's what i was you know exactly what i was about to say that that marvel is probably the uh, exception to that that over a 10-year period they've been able to to build this amazing cinematic universe um, <clears throat> um but at the same time every every movie as much as it has all these connections to other stuff they largely do work on their own yeah obvious exception being Endgame, perhaps um but even then I'm sure that there would be people who were, went and saw Endgame having seen 
nothing before or having not seen Infinity War and still kind of went, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is very important to uh, a, a lot of sequels that, that can get lost. Uh, I mean, I've, I've talked endlessly to friends about this a lot. Uh, the the idea that a story needs to work on its own. If you If you need to have other information outside of it to understand what's going on, then it, it, it's going to be harder to engage with. And I think that that's something that Empire did really well. Empire works on its own um, as much as the New Hope did in a way. Um, certainly there are elements there that it helps to have a New Hope, but Empire largely works on its own. Return of the Jedi maybe a little bit less so, but still, you know, pretty pretty good. Um, yeah, no, and then you know you look at the sequels and yeah. you kind of need yeah. the originals to understand them. Yeah, and and it goes back to a little bit of what I was saying earlier in, in that you know uh, when the original Star Wars was released, there was there was no absolutely no um, expectation of there to be a, a sequel. So George Lucas had to make a movie that could stand up on its own. Um, so it had to have a start, a middle, and an end. Um, where with Empire, he could take a little, uh, some liberties with that, and, and you know, obviously have the have the cliffhanger um, <clears throat> um, ending uh, with obviously the revelation of um, I am your father. Um, uh, hang in there, um, and it, that led him to, to Jedi. So um, uh, yeah, so absolutely. Um, Star Wars stands on its own. Empire stands on its own. Jedi could stand on its own, but you would maybe be a little bit confused about what's his father business going on if you hadn't seen Empire. Um, but uh, and also who this Han Solo guy is. Yeah, at the start who, yeah, they're trying to rescue. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Why, why are they attacking this big slug-like creature? Um, what's he done? <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so. <clears throat> yeah, that, I think that you, you're absolutely right. They need to, to be able to stand on their own to to, to um, be successful and hold um, hold interest as well. Um, mm. and, and I think maybe you know uh, the prequels, uh, no, prequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy um, does succeed in that uh, a little bit um, as well. Although they all um, feed into each other, I think if you watch them all uh, individually, just just having to think about that, they 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 probably would stand on their on their own um, because they you know Phantom Menace sort of sets everything up. Yep, no problem. But you could go into Attack of the Clones and still understand what's going on. Um, well, there's a lot of people who say that you sh could just easily start Star Wars at Attack of the Clones because there is that big time gap between Episode 1 and Episode 2, mm. and, yeah, it sort of tells tells a full story. Yeah, but then, like I say, you're missing two of my favourite scenes, which is the pod race. I love that scene. And you're missing Darth Maul. You can't... I think, I think, I think you're missing a lot if you miss out on anything in the, yeah. in the, in the prequels because having rewatched them recently storytelling wise though the dialogue can be a bit eh storytelling wise it's a fantastic story the, yeah. the prequels like, it was so wonderfully thought out and um you know the, all the politics and and the the setup and and the way it all kind of came together it's very interesting it's a great it's a great story yeah it is and, and it's and you know what it's taken me and and you know i've only admitted this probably in the last four or five years it's taken me a long time to really accept the, the prequel trilogy um 
Uh, I, I, you know, when, when they first came out, obviously, um, I went and saw them at the cinemas multiple times, uh, being a, a fan. But, you know, it, it, they kind of, I, I wasn't a big fan. I, I didn't really um, enjoy them at the time. I just thought, you know, all the green screen, I thought the, the dialogue was really stilted and, and stunted and, and what have you, you know, the, I won't even go into the romantic scenes in Attack of the Clones. Let's not, let's not even talk about that. Um, <clears throat> but over time, I've really grown to love what George Lucas created um, um, for that. And and look, you know, and, and, and I think you said it uh, earlier, Mitchell, it was really, you know, once again, my, my expectation and perceptions probably going into those movies. I always thought that the Empire was like an invading army. Um, I, I, you know, I thought the clones were the good guys. Um, um, I, I didn't think that they would eventually become the stormtroopers. So, you know, that, that was in my mind as a kid playing with, um, with with the action figures and what have you. You know, the, the Empire was an invading army into the galaxy and, you know, taking over all these planets and enslaving all these creatures and, and, and races and what have you. Um, <clears throat> So then to see it so differently and, you know, to, to think, you know, this is Star Wars, not star politics. What's going on here um, was really, you know, for, for my um, for my mind, was really, well, that, was really that, that hard to respect. That goes back to what you said earlier as well about the time between things because you had, what, 20 years to think about what yeah. the story might have been and people have had 20 years to think about what the post, uh, had 40 years to think about what post Return of the Jedi was going to be that there was no way Disney was going to please all of the old fans with it because everyone's play everyone who's a fan of Star Wars has played with the toys and come up with their own stories and yeah. you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and that's why um, at the end of the day and, uh, I'll just uh, at, at the end of the day with the sequel trilogy I, I made a conscious um, effort not to to read. Uh, online spoilers, uh, fan theories, and what have you, because I just knew they weren't going to line up with anything in the movie. Um, and, you know, just to go in as blind, obviously I watched the the, uh, the trailers and the previews when they came out, um, but that just built my excitement um, for it. Um, and, you know, to, to go in blind without um, a whole lot of information and without a whole lot of preconceived ideas, I think just made me enjoy the sequel trilogy a lot more than maybe some of the other older fans uh, who, who were maybe expecting, you know, Luke to be the Jedi from Return of the Jedi, where he's doing flips and, you know, um, all that sort of stuff, all that acrobatic stuff. I mean, the guy's 60 years old. You, you're not going to see, I think it would have been weird to see Luke Skywalker doing that in, in uh, The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi or whatever. Um, you know, that, that's just me. But anyway. <clears throat> uh, we touched on this just a little bit before. Um what what are you most looking forward to in the Star Wars universe? Uh, did we touch on it? What did we say? I can't remember. Oh, a little bit. We talked a little bit about, you know, uh, the post. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you're yeah. excited to yeah, see yeah. post-Return of the Jedi and how Republic's <clears throat> coming out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, got, we've got Mandalorian at the time of this recording. Season 2 going to hit this Friday. Um, yeah. Chances are when this episode goes live, the whole season will be out. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's all right, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, look, obviously The Mandalorian, I'm, I'm a huge uh, fan of, um, a big wrap of, of, of the whole series. Um, I know people have bagged on certain episodes, but I think um, I, I just loved every every episode of, of the TV series. I, I, I can't wait 
um, for season two. I, you know, I think they've just done an amazing job of, of the first series and, and just really hit all, the, all the, the, the fan touch points, you know, from the dark saber to um, uh, the, the troop transport to just, you know, everything in that movie just, you know, for an for, for old fan like me is just like, wow, it, it was just amazing. And, and, and you know, even even the uh, the, the episode that, that gets the, the worst um, uh, treatment, um, which is that uh, Tico Toro or whatever his name is, Bounty Hunter episode where they go back to tattooing. Mate, just, yeah, I love that episode. I just, don't know why people... Oh, I, I don't know either, but just going back to tattooing, that, that just was like, oh, this is awesome. We're back. We're back home, you know? Seeing a Jew, well, a Jew back and, and a bear. Or, oh, yeah. Anyway. Let's 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 do a, a little uh, pretend thing like we've seen season two and and you know so oh wow how great was season two? It was wasn't it wasn't it bizarre to have Tarkin show up oh, uh, at the oh, end yeah, as a, yeah, a seven right, head right. controlling <laughs> all of the empire? Whoa, that was just <laughs> no, uh, no, well, so good. Maybe not Tark. That'd that'd be. Um, no, but <laughs> it, it happened. It's 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 you know half uh, December now. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I got it. I, I, I hear you. Um, I don't know. I was just been silly. Yeah, anyway. if, 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 <laughs> look, if, uh, it would be like I, I'm I, once again. I've got no preconceptions, so whatever they're going to trot out, um, I, I I can't wait. Um, yeah, look, I. I I, I'm just, I just can't wait to see. I, I, you know, I've, I've watched the preview uh, tra- or the trailer a couple of times now, and, and, just, and, the, and the whole thing just looks amazing. And, um, you know, we're obviously going to get some um, some surprises, without a doubt. Um, and we get some more Gamorreans. Oh, there you go. Wrestling Gamorreans. How awesome is that? I was, <laughs> I was so excited when I saw that. I was like, ah! My nightmare is going to happen. Oh no! Uh, um, look, it's uh, look. That's that's certainly something I'm, I'm looking forward to. I, I would lo- like, like, yeah, like we touched on earlier, mate. I would love to see some stories set after Return of the Jedi. I know we've got the Empire's End series, which um, once again, um, I, I really enjoyed that that trilogy. I, I thought it was um, um, a really good uh, three book series. Was you know, it wasn't the best absolute best series that I've read, but I, I really enjoyed that series. I, I thought it was, uh, it was a great series. Um, but I, I'd still like to see, you know, um, some of Luke's adventures um, in the galaxy at that time, um, bringing together... I, know, his, I definitely his... feel like Luke is, is one that's been understandably glossed over at this stage, but uh, it'll be very exciting to see what he was up to. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I would love to see... Um, a, a, either a TV show or, or a movie about that period. Um, and if they have to recast Luke, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I think I think it's important for people to be prepared for that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, I, I, I was sceptical um, over the Solo movie, but I think uh, Alden did a, did a great job. He, he was... Um, <clears throat> Uh, he was respectful to the character, but put a bit of his own spin on it, um, which I thought was was great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful. But yeah, Mandalorian is, is what I'm most looking forward to right now. Um, <clears throat> and the other thing that, I, that I'm looking forward to that um, I read as an article somewhere, I think it was just on the internet that uh, the Taker's doing Taker, uh, New Zealand guy, um, Taika Waititi. Yeah, thank you. 
I'm glad you said it. Um, Taika Waititi is doing a doing a trilogy, and it's pretty much in uh, in pre-production. He's just got to he's just got to do um, four um, first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was under the impression it was just a, a single a standalone film. Oh, but maybe it, it would is. be great if it was a trilogy. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, yeah, I think that man's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's... So, I. so I'm really looking yeah. forward. To, if if uh, if he's going to do a, a Star Wars movie, I'll, I'm I'm stoked with that. I'm really looking forward to it, and can't wait till that comes out. <clears throat> and my final question to you, Marco, is: What is a lesson that Star Wars has taught you? Ah, uh, yeah. So I think the lesson that Star Wars has taught me is um, is something that Yoda said uh, in. In Empire Strikes Back, um, in that uh, uh, the the you know the dark side, um, it's, it's not stronger, um, it's just quicker and easier. Um, so the lesson I, I've taken I, I took out of that um, is that you, you need to work hard to, to okay. succeed in life. You know things aren't just going to come easily to you. Things aren't going to come to you handed in a in a, uh, in, a, in, a in a nice little bow. Um, it's you know you've got to work at it. Um, you've got to do the right thing. You've got to do the right thing um, to 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 yourself, to yourself, to people that you love, uh, and to to people that you you don't know. Um, you've got to be respectful, and and um, um, you've got to you know you've got to treat them like you would want to be treated. Um, so you know that's one of the lessons that I took out out of it. Um, I know a lot of people prefer the Sith mentality, but. Uh, I, in my experience, um, I've always found that you know hard work and hard graft really uh, really takes you leaps and bounds over taking the uh, the easy way out. Beautiful. Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today, Marco. Um, Absolute pleasure, mate. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. It's been a great chat. Yeah, yeah. And that just leaves me with uh, saying to you, the audience, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.